Hi everyone, I'm Elizabeth Stein, founder and CEO of Purely Elizabeth, and this is Live Purely with Elizabeth, featuring candid conversations about how to thrive on your wellness journey. This week's guest is April Gargiulo, founder and CEO of Vintner's Daughter, a line of performance-driven clean skincare using old-world formulation methods that begin with nutrient-rich whole plants. The result is the face oil to end all face oils, as Into the Glass called it. And I can attest to, I'm obsessed. April is passionate about building a brand that promotes sustainability, social impact, and a positive beauty ethos. In this episode, April shares her approach to luxury skincare, which takes cues from her background in fine wine, i.e. no shortcuts, no cutting corners, starting with only the finest ingredients and honoring those materials through craftsmanship and process. We chat about her journey to creating one of the best-selling cult skincare products, with no marketing, by the way, just girlfriend-to-girlfriend selling, from finding a manufacturer, which was very difficult since her product takes three to five weeks to make, versus only those that take a few hours, to the challenges scaling the business and the importance of staying focused and disciplined when it comes to product. Keep listening to hear more. April, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I'm so excited to chat with you. Uh, back at you. I mean, I'm still like the, the way this all came together was just like such a moment of synchronicity that it's just, I'm so, anyway, I'm really excited to be here as well. Well, I'm a huge fan of your products. I don't know if you remember, but we did actually meet a couple of years back at the Goop event in LA. Yes. So I have to tell you, I was, that day was such a crazy blur for me because I was one of the, yeah, I took your class. Right. Exactly. Right. And so I did that class like four times in a row and I was a little bit out of it. And it's also like, not my natural, like that was not my natural flow to be at the front of a room of 50 people, you know? Totally. I know (laughs) we talked the other day about being introvert, so I can totally feel you on that one. Yes. Yes. That was, oh, wow. Okay. Wait. So that was one. I got a question that I had never gotten before and I have never gotten since. What was it? Can I, I mean, and by the way, only at a goop conference when this happened, can I use active botanical serum on my vagina? (laughs) (laughs) And what was the answer? Absolutely. I mean, I don't know why Why not. not. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. So On this podcast, we always start with what our North Star at Purely Elizabeth is, which is helping you thrive on your wellness journey. And so we first start with your own wellness journey and what really got you where you are today and what made you start Vintners. Wow. So, you know, I mean, my father is a farmer, so I grew up in a house where if he didn't grow it or a friend didn't grow it, it was not allowed in our house. I mean, I... I'm embarrassed to say this, especially to you, but like, I remember as a kid begging for Chef Boyardee, right? <laughs> and my father would be like cranking the pasta machine, making his own pasta. And I'd be like, when I'm allowed to go buy whatever I want, I'm going to buy whatever Chef Boyardee ravioli. And I, I mean, I still remember him making a bet with me. Like you're going to be begging me to make this, this pasta one day. And so, I mean, obviously we know who won that bet. Anyway, I grew up in a house where whole food was encouraged. 
right? Granola, interestingly, was like my special treat in the house. And, and so that just continued. And I think I was always an athlete. So I was always very connected with how my body felt and how food influenced that. And then that kind of led into skin. I mean, I was also somebody who just always had, I had cystic acne and I had pigmentation and all the things. And at the time I was using what I thought were the very best products. They were certainly some of the most expensive products. I was never the girl who was buying expensive handbags and shoes. I was always the one buying overpriced creams. And, you know, it wasn't until I was pregnant with my first daughter that I started looking at all the ingredients. Like we all do, right? It's a super familiar refrain for first time moms. You start going a little crazy reading all the things. And I just was so shocked to realize that these, again, these so-called luxury products I was using were really anything but, you know, having grown up in a world where, like I said, my father grew everything or a friend of his grew up and, and, and it's in Napa Valley, surrounded by women and men who are trying to make some of the finest wines in the world, right? I, so I grew up in this world where my definition of luxury was, you don't take shortcuts, you don't cut corners, you start with the finest raw materials and you honor those materials through very, you know, like diligent and thoughtful craftsmanship. And so I'm sitting there with this cream that cost me 200 plus dollars, looking at all the ingredients and going, oh my gosh, this is the most cheaply made thing I've ever held in my hand. This is insane. And not only is it really cheap and made with all synthetics, it's also toxic to both me and the environment. Who is the fool here, right? And so that was really the genesis of Vintner's Daughter. How do I create a true luxury skincare company that's founded on those same principles of quality and craftsmanship as that world that I had come from. So you have your first child, you're looking at ingredients, having this thought, Yes. then what do you do? And what were you doing right. at the yeah. moment? Were you working? And I was, had you okay, ever, so, yeah. Yep. At the moment, my husband and I had in pre-kids in this kind of wild moment, decided to move to Spain. We moved to Spain. And we were just like, I mean, we each moved to Spain with a carry-on bag, like not, you know what I mean? With no fun, right? It was, yes, it was very fun. So happy I did it. Dream of doing it again. And so I was thinking, we did that. We were there for, I think, six months. And I knew when we returned, this kind of vagabond lifestyle was not really going to, (laughs) not really going to play. So I've got to figure it out. So I had these kind of like three ideas in my head that I was kind of moving along a little bit at a time. One was for this superfood infused nut butter company. One was uh, a low calorie wine and one was Vintner's daughter. And it's funny because I remember sitting in the kitchen with my husband and him saying, Hey, guess what? You can't keep trying to move three companies for and you. And he's like an entrepreneur and he's like, yeah, it just doesn't work like that. Like you need to pick one. Okay. And he's like, tell me about each one. I tell him about, take 10 minutes, talk about Mighty Butter. That was the name of it, by the way. (laughs) I think I still have the URL. 10 minutes to talk about Skinny Vine. That was also the name of the other one. And then I get to Vintner's daughter and I'm telling him, and I talk for 45 minutes and my eyes light up, body language changes, all the things. And so it became very clear that Vintner's daughter was what I was going to focus on. And it took about two and a half years to develop our first product, Active Botanical Serum. And we developed it in such a way that, again, there was no shortcuts. There was no cutting corners. We were starting no synthetics, no powders, no extracts. We were starting with the most nutrient-dense botanicals in the world. And we were spending weeks long in this very temperature-controlled, gentle way of capturing all of their amazing actives and nutrients and all the things. And again, remember, I'm the girl who has like cystic acne and pigmentation and all the things. And we come up with this, we 
you know, me and three different kind of teams of formulators. It sounds very formal, but it, it really wasn't. But we'd come up with this formula that I was like, oh my gosh, this is game changer. I kind of gave it to my friends and family and said, how do you, what do you think? And they all just were like, oh my gosh. And so I think, okay, I've landed on this formula. I need to go find a lab. It's a really complex manufacturing process. And I needed a, a real lab that could do all the testing for me that can make sure, you know, all the things. And How hard was, was it to find a oh, lab or a formulator? Oh, like knowing what it is on the food side is hard. Now. It's a yeah. lot easier now, but at the time, like there were such walls built up. I don't know if the same thing happened to you, but there were so many walls built up around manufacturing and formulators and all the things that kind of kept people away from discovering the truth, yeah. right? Because the truth is, is that most skincare is made in three hours or less with like really gross ingredients. And so it was not easy. So I finally found a couple labs who I went to go meet with and I explained my formula, walked them through it. And I, Elizabeth, they thought I was insane. It was like, so in this kind of like funny condescending way, they would like, you know, do the proverbial, like tap on the head and be like, oh, aren't you so sweet? Like, no, that's not how we're going to do this. You're asking us to spend three weeks on a single product. And meanwhile, we could make 500 products in no. that same time span, right? They're like, no, I prom I, we promise use this extract, use this synthetic, use this powder. It's cheaper. It's faster. It's better. And I really credit my background in winemaking because of course it takes three plus years to make a bottle of wine. Right. So I thought three weeks was genius. I was like, <laughs> seriously, like, I yeah. was like, Oh, we're going to make it in three weeks later. It's ready to go. This is genius. What I come to find out is most skincare is made in whatever three hours or less. Right. At the time, was it a total setback? Yes. 100%. Was I completely bummed? Yes. 100%. But it was also kind of in retrospect, I look back and it was a moment that really allowed me to get very confident and secure in why we needed to do this, that why a product like this needed to exist. In my mind, it was going to be the very first kind of truly luxury skincare product that was made from the finest ingredients in the world and these very time modern formulation processes and, and all of that added up to performance that no one had ever experienced before. So it was all like, you know, you're talking about North Star. Those are my North Stars, right? Like we exist to make a profound positive impact on the skin and the lives of our customers. And I wasn't going to do that through cheap synthetics and products that are already there. And I just changed the scent profile a little bit. So let's dig into that approach of yours on your ingredients, because you have some amazing botanicals and we'd love to talk about the ingredients and your process. Cause as you sure. said, it's a three week process. It's very different than the rest mm -hmm. of the industry. And um, let's go through all of that. Well, okay. So, you know, the ingredients that go into our products are incredibly well-researched. These are ingredients that have been revered and honored since ancient times for their medicinal and nutritional benefits. So these are literally plants, roots that, that have been written about since ancient times in ancient scripts. And so, did you just go, did you know about these or you were just doing oh, the I research did an incredible to discover amount of research, it? Yeah. An incredible amount of research. And, you know, I would talk to one person and that person would then say, okay, you need to talk to this person. And then you need to talk to this person. It just, again, there was not like, there's so much more information online now, but before it just wasn't, it wasn't readily available. And so there was a couple of people like Rosemary Gladstar is one of the people who comes to mind. Like she is the OG queen of botanical skincare. And she was somebody who really gave me a lot of encouragement as I was going along and kind of helped have breadcrumbs to like the next person. 
And so we identified these plants, we identified how we were going to be able to really, again, kind of protect and capture all of their incredible nutrition. And interestingly, in nature, nutrients are either oil soluble or water soluble. So like a water soluble nutrient, for instance, is vitamin C, an oil soluble nutrient, for instance, is vitamin E. And we know that our skin and our bodies thrive off of this complementary set of nutrients, water soluble and oil soluble. And so we also knew that when we create this, what we call our phytoradiance infusion, that's that three week long process that we need to have a product that delivers all the oil soluble nutrition. And we need to have a product that delivers all the water soluble nutrition. And this is where I know you and I agree on this, like nature, she is so wise and so smart and so elegant, right? Because guess what? All those water soluble nutrients deliver hydration all those oil soluble nutrients deliver moisture. So often we talk about moisture and hydration being the same thing, but they're actually totally different and your skin needs both hydration. What is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hydration. Ultimately hydration is water and moisture is oil. So the hydration, because our bodies are 65% plus water, a hydrating product can penetrate the skin much deeper and deliver all those beautiful actives with it. So our active treatment essence is a hydration step and delivers 70 plus nutrients and all these incredible plant actives with it. And then our moisture step, our oil step, active botanical serum is there to protect all of that beautiful hydration. And so you think about a cream, a cream is an emulsion, a mixture of oil and water. So it's combining hydration and moisture together. I think it's why we so often use the terms interchangeably, even though they are completely different. And we choose to separate the two functions because we know that when you have distinct hydration followed by distinct moisture, each is able to do their job better. Yes. Was that crazy and super, super, did you, did I make it? Hopefully I made sense. I don't yeah, know. no, that makes so much sense. And I feel like nobody else is doing that. I'm no, but, but it's ancient. I mean, literally yeah. it is, it is the wisdom of nature, right? right. It makes so much up. sense. Am, right. I am just following nature's lead. So can you talk a little bit about some of the ingredients in both the, the essence and yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, you will also love this. So, you know, we start with our greens, the three ingredients that both of our formulas share are alfalfa, dandelion, and nettle. So these are greens that in ancient times were literally called the foods of life because they give your body everything it needs to thrive. And so that is where we started, just like with our bodies, like we start with greens, right? Like that is how we can, we know we're going to service our bodies at, at the highest level. That's how we can also service our skin. And so that's where we begin. And then for active botanical serum, we kind of layer on calendula, we layer on lavender, we layer on lemon peel. And then for essence, we layer on, oh my gosh, astragalus, ginkgo, heliochrys. There's 13 different botanicals that I'm, that, that I'm, of course, they were all flying out of my head. Right now. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. But you know, botanicals again, that all address very specific ways to amplify the skin's own powers of regeneration. So your manufacturers, not only did they think that the process was crazy, that it was going to take three weeks, but then the list of ingredients, they were oh, like, we've never oh. even heard of this. Oh I my mean, this okay. So Elizabeth, so we, I go to my manufacturer, our lab partner, who's a wonderful with our second product with active treatment essence, which active botanical serum takes three weeks to make these seven whole botanicals and then active treatment essence. Guess what? 
takes five weeks to make and 13 whole botanicals because with essence, I decided that we really needed in order to really be able to make sure all those nutrients get to where they go, we needed a fermented component in it. So we create that phytoradiance infusion in the first three weeks. And then we add a two week long fermentation process to it. So it is for essence, it's five weeks long. Yeah. Wow. They just sort of shook their head and they were like, wow, April, like really, we should have seen this coming, but, but we didn't. So what happens in those first three weeks? So the first three weeks is, again, this temperature controlled, really gentle way that we are in either oil or water or a hydra solution, capturing all the nutrients from those whole botanicals. And and there's some roots in there too. And and so in those three weeks, that's creating that, again, that phytoradiance infusion. And then for essence, we take a portion of that, add a little bit of a starter, a mother, and we could do a fermentation process on top of it, which, you know, adds really amazing probiotics to the skin and then allows all those nutrients to be more bioavailable to the skin. Most of the beauty industry, skincare industry has, you know, a brand has 10, 25 products. You have taken a different approach. Mm -hmm and really focused on these two amazing products of yours. Right. Can you talk a little bit about sure. that? Few, it's fewer and better. And, and it's for, for many reasons. Number one, we believe that's how you, you are able to bring about the best health and balance in your skin. So many of us have drawers filled with products that we bought on a whim that you lose, you use three or four times. They never really do anything and you forget about it. We wanted to create a routine that was something that you could actually do every day. And that in fewer steps brought about better performance. And so that was something we focused on at, during formulation. Also, because we're focused on these building blocks of your best skin, hydration, moisture, nutrition, we are able to make skincare that is universally beneficial, right? No matter what age, no matter what skin tone, no matter what gender, all skin thrives off the same, those same basic building blocks, right? Of hydration and moisture and nutrition. And then both formulas get this kind of added bonus of these very targeted plant actives to really amplify the performance. And so again, in these two steps, you have this very powerful formula, but also very simple, right? And so it is driven by, by performance. It is driven by skin health and balance and radiance and sustainability is a huge part of our business. It's something that we focus on from who we source to the bottles we use, to the ink we use, to the, our delivery systems, right? We are a carbon neutral company. We are California green certified at the highest level It is something that we have woven into our DNA from day one. And we do all of that. And I would say one of the biggest things we do is produce less, fewer and better. That's amazing. It is very contrary to the beauty world. Yes, absolutely. Yes. It's one of those things that you have to, and you know, this as an entrepreneur, like you just have to be so disciplined sometimes and really, you know, while no one else even understand, can understand what your North star is, like you have to like know it so well and to be able to just stay the course. And that takes just an incredible amount of discipline. Yeah. I, I definitely commend you for that focus and well, way that you continue to follow that. Think, uh, well, you know, there's some days when right. I think, oh my gosh, April, why couldn't you just do it like everybody else? Why, <laughs> <laughs> why, do, why do you have to do it differently? It would be boring if it was that easy, right? I wouldn't be able to sleep at night, but you know, that's okay. Right. 
going back a little bit to the beginning. And so you're going through this challenges of finding the co-packer manufacturer, mm-hmm. you get product made. And then where in this journey did you remember, or do you remember really that pivotal moment where oh, you I feel like well. you made it, it and like, oh, yeah. this is going to work. And there's always moments, right? There's sort of moments along the way that happen and add up to it. But there was one very kind of distinct moment and it kind of, well, I'll explain it. So I have a two-year-old at home. I'm seven months pregnant. I am doing everything. I am the person packing the product. I am customer service. I am marketing. I am everything, right? I'm accounting. I am everything. And I'm lucky that I have a product that, and I've done no marketing. We still, to this day, have never done any marketing and I have no PR and I have a website that works, but somehow every day I am growing. And it is like, people are telling their friends, you know, they're telling their coworkers, they're telling their sisters, their moms, and, and we are growing like crazy. And so I am, to be honest, really struggling to keep up. And, and at this point, are you only selling on the website? Or are you selling only in stores? Okay. Only website. And maybe I have like one or two stores and I'm having an issue with stores, understanding a single SKU. Like a store, they, they're not understanding a single product. Like and how do I merchandise they, this story? They don't know how to merchandise it. They don't know how to tell the story because this was right when that whole kind of Korean skincare 20 step routine idea had really was in the zeitgeist and had really taken hold. And so I was saying, no, 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 like here's this one product. Right. And so they just, it, they just weren't ready for it yet. And so I was having a hard, I was, I was having a hard time with retailers. And so it was mostly, it was mostly on online. And so my husband was away and again, seven months pregnant, two-year-old, I'm like trying to keep it all that, you know, all the plates spinning and I get an email and it's in my, it's actually even in my junk folder because my husband was like, I sent you an email. Didn't you get it? And I, of course, I'm like, oh, I didn't see it. I'm feeling, you know, you just feel like a failure at everything at this point. Like I'm a failure as a wife, a mom, a business person, all of it. And so I'm looking through my junk and I see an email from into the gloss. So oh. into the gloss at this point was like, it was before Glossier. It was like the beauty blog and it is from an intern. And they're saying, Hey, we're doing a story on wine-based skincare. We'd love for you to be a part of it. And I write back and I say, Oh, of course I know nothing about PR, like zero about PR. Right. I write back and I say, Oh, Hey, can I talk to the, can I talk to the writer? And I, the intern must not have known much about it either because he was like, Oh yeah, sure. Let me connect you guys. So <laughs> That's amazing. Right. And so he connects me to the writer. Her name is Victoria Lewis. Like I love her. And I didn't know her obviously at the time, but I love her. And, and I call her up and I say, Hey, listen, like, here's the thing. We're not, it's not about a a, a wine ingredient in our skincare. Like we're built on the kind of the philosophical foundations of fine wine making of quality of craftsmanship, but it's not about a single ingredient. And so she was very lovely and I get off the call with her and I'm like, oh, great. I just talked myself out of a, into the class article. Way to go, April. And, you know, also I'm just like so busy that I sort of like, I move on. And at this point, like, I don't know what, an, what any kind of press would even do for me. Right. Cause sure. I just hadn't experienced it. So like three weeks later, husband's out of town. Again, I keep saying it, but it was a thing like seven months pregnant, two-year-old trying to keep all the place spinning. I first thing in the morning, as I look at my, you know, like sales thing, like all the orders I need to fulfill. And there's probably at this point, maybe I would get 20, 25 orders a day. There's probably 300 orders on there and it's 7am. And I'm like, Oh my God, like, holy, you know what? And I look and an article had been published into the gloss and it was called 
the face oil to end all face oils. Oh my God. I, I had one product, right? And so that was a moment. And that was when retailers started to understand other press outlets. We still grow based off what I always call girlfriend to girlfriend. And it would just like amplify that in such a big way. Still very grateful for that moment. Well, it's funny. That was how I began was with an amazing press hit. And so while it was so exciting and amazing for me at the time, I was like, I have no idea how I can fulfill these orders. So did that moment hit you as well? I remember that feeling. (laughs) I had my husband helping me pack boxes, my two-year-old helping me pack boxes. It was just like, it was on. I remember driving to UPS store with the whole back of my car filled with boxes, getting to the UPS store and realizing that somehow my trunk had opened up midway, (laughs) all the boxes had fallen out. And I was like, yeah, right. Like in tears, like, oh, driving back home and randomly seeing one of the boxes on the street and, and getting out. And then somebody inside of this open door next to the box that was on the street was like, Oh, Hey, are these yours? And I was like, Oh, I love you. Thank you so much. <laughs> and he, you know what I mean? Anyway, you know how it is. It's just like one kind crazy. of crazy ride after another. Yeah, absolutely. And what year was this? 2014. Okay. So many years ago. Mm-hmm. Since 2014, what would you say have been some of your challenges growing the business? Oh, I mean, ultimately challenges are it's team. Yeah. Right. I mean, team is, is a big, is a big challenge. Even when you have the greatest team and you're trying to grow and everyone is, is kind of maxed out and you need to hire more for me, it's team is always the challenge having the right people in the right seats and everybody constantly kind of rowing in the same direction. Is team your biggest challenge? What would you say your biggest challenge has been? I would say that team has been hard. I would say, especially like this last 18 months or whatever it's been now of the pandemic, you know, Mm -hmm. that's definitely a big piece that's kept me up at night as far as, you know, we have some people in the office, some people not and retaining the culture that we have and exactly all of, all of the things that come with it. I know. And I will say one of the good things that come out of the pandemic is my eyes are, you know, I, I have a more open mind around where people live. I used to think, oh, everyone needs to be in our office in the Bay Area. You know, we're a creative organization. We need to be together. And I've changed my thinking on that. So that's added a little bit of kind of freedom. That's really nice. Yeah, that's that's great. What would you say have been some of the most rewarding parts of the business for you? I mean, Elizabeth, I promise I'm not just telling you this, but like getting to meet other female founders like you is 100% it. Like this incredible community of founders who are just these passionate, smart, extraordinary women. That is something that I, I, I've never experienced in, in my other industries. And it's something that is absolutely the biggest surprise and the biggest gift. Well, other than me, who have been some oh, of the fun oh, other female where founders. Do I begin? You, yeah. I mean, or just oh, everybody. I, mean, I, I mean, I have friends, you know, the founder of Osea, the founder of Cosas, the founder of Beauty Counter. I mean, there, there are so many, I can't even, I can't even think. And even outside of the world of beauty, Aurora from Brother, Brother Valleys. And I mean, I, I honestly, I could go on and on. And I, I, I feel so really nice. grateful that I have this, I'm working on building a board. I don't have a board right now, but I also feel like I've got all of this, like these amazing friends that I can call when, you know, well, you know this because I've done it with you that I can call when I'm having an issue and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, okay, how do you approach this? Or how, you know, how should I be thinking about that? 
I think that was one of the biggest things I agree when I was starting in this industry that like my eyes were so widened that people, other women founders were so nice and open and wanting to have those conversations. And so it's awesome to hear that it's the same thing in I have a friend the beauty industry it, as well. Yeah, well, exactly. And I have a friend who called it, we're in a rise culture, which really felt like, oh, you're right. Like we're in this like beautiful, amazing rise culture. So what are some of your own kind of tips and tricks for staying continuously inspired and motivated to do what you're doing every day? Because it's obviously, it's not easy. It's it's 24 (laughs) seven. And so it, it can get really tiring. Yeah. I mean, I think, and you probably feel the same way, you know, like I feel really lucky that I have that North star. Yeah. Right. I feel really lucky that I have that, that North star. And that's really what kind of keeps you anchored and moving forward, which is kind of a funny metaphor anchored and moving forward. But, right. but you know, it's like, it's like a tree keeps you right? grounded. Yeah, yeah. Right. You have to have deep roots in order to be able to grow, grow big. It's like roots and wings. Right. Yeah. So I feel really lucky that I have that. I, cause I've also lived in, you know, I was 38 when I founded this, this company. And I don't think I, I, I ever had it before then. So to have found that is something that I think really allows me to find joy and gratitude in my, in my day and in my life. My family, of course, is a huge part of that. Being in nature is really important to me. Connecting to nature is really important to me. I should eat better than I do. I'm fairly good eater, but I also have like the craziest, most insane sweet tooth ever. What's your favorite sweet? Well, oh, I mean, hello, your chocolate chip granola. That is like crack. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That it does taste like a chocolate chip cookie. Oh, it 100, but like in a crunchy, which to me, and you pour milk over it. So it's like all the things all (laughs) together. So, you know, listen, I'm not eating pop tarts. I'm eating granola, but still, you know, like it's, it's all a balance is what I tell myself. And, you know, skincare is important, but the reality is that it's ultimately like what you put in your body. Right. And how you take care of it and hydration and the right eating eating kind of plant forward. And yeah, so I try to keep balance, meaning that there's hopefully more good than bad, but I'm certainly not perfect in that, in that way at all. So anything else you want to share about your personal wellness philosophy? Yeah. What your morning routine might look like or your nighttime routine? I'm no one's guru by any means, but you know, meditation has been something that's been critical to me for many years. And I came to meditation through studying Buddhism. And so that's a big part of my life. Tea is a big part of my life and the kind of the ceremony around tea. What kind of tea do you drink? I mean, a lot of tea, but right now I'm very into kind of a more lightly roasted oolong and I don't have a whole lot of hard and fast rules that just doesn't work for me. So again, I don't know that I have any kind of like giant words of wisdom other than to, to get really close to your personal professional North star and follow it with just a lot of hustle and a lot of heart. What about any advice as far as leaving, maybe having a side hustle, leaving your career, just like taking that initial step. And it sounds like your husband was super instrumental in being supportive and trying to like push you, but maybe something of that nature or anything else that you found was really helpful in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, okay. So be careful what you ask for. Cause <laughs> you know, my side hustle quickly became my full time and more hustle. And in my side hustle was so that I could pay for my kids school. That was really how I start. Well, this, this is 
I'll just, whatever. I'm already halfway there. I got to just say it. Yeah. So my side hustle was so that I could pay for my kid's school and buy a 911. So <laughs> like a vintage 911, not even a new one. Right. And I am very lucky and grateful to have exceeded those goals, but you know, you have to have a really, I think, I think it'd be really hard if you didn't have a support support system around you, especially if you're a mom, it would be nearly impossible. So just to be like really honest and upfront about what you're trying to do and the expectations and, and also like your priorities and understand that sometimes you don't get to do it all at the same time. Yeah. So, you know, be really careful about those priorities and make sure that you're laddering back to them all the time and, and whatever, everyone messes up. So give yourself a break and give yourself grace and, and, you know, learn from it and move on. Yeah. I think the definition of of business is that there's going to be problems and issues and things that are done wrong. And that's part of the game. Absolutely. 100%. And what was your past? What was your background before Vintner? Well, so I had done all the sales and marketing for my family's winery, which was a small, well, didn't exist when I started, but even, you know, it went from zero to 5,000 cases. So a small, a small winery. And then before that I was in sales and marketing in the furniture world, the design, like high-end furniture design in New York. So for like design and architecture was my 100% first love. Well, you can definitely tell the beauty of your design and products that that has come through. Thank you. I appreciate it. Stunning. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to move on to some rapid fire Q and a, I love rapid fire. Okay, great. What's the best advice that you've received to help your business? You know, it's a quote that I think I read at the beginning of Jim Collins book that team eats strategy for breakfast. And I, and you don't know it until you know it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't know it until you know it. So that maybe, I don't know if that's advice or that's one, you know, I, I don't know what that classifies, but that's the first thing that popped into my head. I like it. Your favorite hero ingredient of yours. If you could only pick one. Can I pick our phytoradiance infusion process? Okay. <laughs> that, yeah, I couldn't, I can't just pick one, but the, that process, I think that, that is the hero. That is, if there was any secret sauce, like that would be it. I, I know that most skincare is focused around a single hero ingredient. And that's a very kind of traditional way of sure. doing it, but, but that's, you know, we, we don't do it that way. We're, it's a little more complex the way, the way we do it. So I would say our phytoradiance infusion. Okay. This isn't a rapid fire question, but this is a tangent. I'm curious of what cleanser you use or what, how you view cleansing and like, yeah. might you come well, out with a cleanser? <laughs> I would love to do a cleanser. Like for me, I have, I'm very picky as you can probably imagine, but I would love to do a cleanser. We have, you know, it, it takes a while. We have really high standards for what a product has to be. But so for me, I like a gentle kind of creamy cleanser. I don't like a cleanser that leaves anything on my face or feels like it leaves something on my face. I don't wear a ton of makeup. So a double cleanse is, is not me necessarily. So like a nice creamy cleanser, I've used everything from Osea to Alpin, to Holy Frog. I mean, I, I've, I've used all of them. There's like a lot of like lovely cleansers. And with that said, like I have my, I have in my brain what I would like to achieve with ours. How long would it take you from a product development standpoint to- Oh, it takes me so long, Elizabeth. It takes me years. Sometimes it's, you know, the way that we formulate is so different than what the industry is prepared for. So it's, it's just a lot of formulation and finesse that has to go into it for us. Well, I'll get on the wait list. Oh, you're, you're in. (laughs) 
Okay. Getting back to the questions. What's something in your health journey that you wish you'd figured out earlier in your life? Oh, I wish I'm celiac. Are you kidding me? I wish I had known that as a kid, like one of my daughters is also a celiac. And I just think, oh, I, I woke up every day with what I called a bad stomach, just a stomach that always hurt my whole life. And I think, I mean, whatever, not that I was going to become like a professional athlete or anything, but I think of like, how would that have affected sports? How would that have affected just approaching anything and everything? I just had this sort of like chronic pain that I walked around with until I was, gosh, till I was like 35. How'd you figure it out? So I went in and did the, the, the test it's invasive. Cause you Um, had presumed at that point. So basically everybody on my mom's side of the family had found out. And so I was sort of the last one. So I went and got the test. It was confirmed. And then I was hesitant about it for a while to be totally honest. And so I finally gave it up. And I, I mean, it was like a light turned on in my life. It was night and day. I would wake up and I would look at my husband and say, you feel this good when you wake up in the morning. Do you know how good I feel? Like it, it was, it was such a radical change for me giving up gluten. That's amazing. And now if you have any trace, oh, it's, pain. it's, pain. it's yeah. like, I feel like I have, it's funny. I hadn't had gluten in so many years. I'm obviously like really careful about it, but I, ha- I must've had something a couple of weeks ago. Oh, it was a uh, mole. And I, I don't know why I didn't, I make mole and I don't add breadcrumbs to it. So it didn't, I, I don't know why I just wasn't being as careful as I should have been. And I had it and it was, it was, it was so painful. I just couldn't believe it, but whatever. A good reminder to, to not, to, to just be more careful. Yeah. What are three random things that you're currently loving? It could be a book, podcast, product. Sally Rooney. I'm super excited. I just downloaded her new book. Super excited to dig into that. I'm trying to get my Spanish back. And so I just started watching Money Heist, which is a Spanish telenovela. Um, yeah. I don't, right. I don't know how good it is, but whatever. I'm practicing getting my Spanish back and learning like so many Spanish bad words that I never knew before. Like it is just like filled with them. So that's kind of fun. And, and then the third is I, I love vintage jewelry. So I'm always on the lookout for vintage jewelry. So fun. What do you want more of in your life? Free time, just like unscheduled time. What do you want less of? Zoom meetings. <laughs> I'll second that. <laughs> a meal that you'll never forget. Oh gosh. Okay. So I love food. Like I love, love food. There are so many that I, I could point to, but the first one that came to my mind is my husband and I, and actually like a few friends and my parents, we were traveling, we were in Italy and we went to this kind of tiny little hill town and I got to Italy and I thought, oh man, this gluten-free thing is not going to work. Like everyone's going to be enjoying these extraordinary meals. And I'm just going to be like, whatever. No pasta. I, I wasn't going to be having pasta. So we go to this little hill town. We go to this little kind of bodega that's famous for their pesto. And it's the time of year. It's like late summer and, and everyone's ordering pesto. And I, I didn't even ask. And then the waiter sort of, you know, and, and I speak enough Italian that I could kind of have a conversation and, and I said, he says, why don't you want it? And I said, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm celiac. And he was like, no problem. And I had the most extraordinary plate of pasta 
the most extraordinary pesto. It was just like, Ugh. it was beautifully prepared, beautifully done. And it would felt just so, I would just was so grateful. I just was so grateful in that moment because I had already prepared myself that I wasn't going to get to have it and all the things, you know? So it was a good, it was a good little surprise moment. Oh, that sounds so special. What is your favorite vintners moment? That's a great one. Okay. I think this is sort of a night that kind of was a bookend night of moments. It was when it was like two or three years ago when Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper were singing their song at the Oscars. And we knew through her makeup artist, Sarah Tano, that she was using Vintner's daughter on Lady Gaga that night. And of course, Lady Gaga looked gorgeous and beautiful as always. And so it, that was a really exciting moment. That same night, we got an email from a book club of ladies. They were... It, 65 plus a book club in, I want to say like in Minnesota, somewhere in the, in the Midwest and emailed us and said, I just want to tell you, we're all using essence and serum and we all have the best skin of our lives. (laughs) Right. And so that is like two moments, but really just because they were these bookend moments of this like really incredible night, that was an extraordinary day. That sounds amazing. The last rapid fire. What is your number one non-negotiable to thrive on your wellness journey? Sleep. I, yeah, I am not good on no sleep. Some people can do it. I, that is not one of my superpowers. What are your rules? If you have any about sleep, are you, well, I or any be, tips for having better sleep? Yeah. I mean, so I used to be somebody who drank coffee. Like it was my job. I loved it. And I had to quit coffee maybe six years ago because it just wasn't serving me. And one of the things it wasn't serving is my sleep. So that was a big one for me. I try not to drink anything caffeinated after like two o'clock in the afternoon. I don't, again, I don't have like a whole bunch of like hard and fast rules about it, but you know, I read and then, you know, fall asleep, but I, it's, it's big for me to sleep the night through. So those are great nights when I go to bed and then I wake up in the morning. It's a win. So in closing, anything that we haven't talked about anything that's next for vintners that you want to share. We have, I mean, we have some fun stuff on this holiday season. That's going to be coming out, not new product, but sort of new, new. Oh, that's a lie. Actually. We do have a new, not a new skincare product, but a new collaboration that's going to be dropping pretty soon that I'm very excited about. And then we have our actually two collaborations. I mean, who, I, I don't even know what's <laughs> happening with me. Um, So yeah, so two collaborations coming out um, this year, one brand new and one is our limited edition active botanical serum that we do every year. It's a double, almost double the size bottle. And we always collaborate with an artist to kind of bring the the bottle design to life. And so that'll, that'll be coming out November, November one, I think. And then the other collaboration will be out um, sometime this month. Okay. Well, we'll stay tuned. That'll be fun. Okay. I do have one last question that I forgot to to ask you earlier when we were talking specifically about product. So I know in addition to all the amazing ingredients in the process, there's also specific instructions for how to apply. And definitely, (laughs) I I know you told me this the other day, but as I was putting product on, I was like, wait, I forget what she said. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's start by saying however you do it is perfect. Let's just start there. okay? Okay. 
And if you were open to maybe a different way of doing it, then I would teach you what we call our push press. Okay. And our push press method was developed alongside the products to allow them to penetrate deeply, more deeply, and also to activate the microcirculatory components of the formula. And microcirculation is important as, you know, in your skin and all over your body, because it helps bring freshly oxygenated blood to the surface of your skin. So you put product in the palm of your hand, you quickly kind of rub your hands together. And then with your full hands, you push and press pretty firmly into your face, your neck, your chest, and even under your eyes, just with your ring finger under your eyes, right? But both products can go under your eyes. That's a question we get all the time. And you'll want to do that from th for to 30 to, to 60 seconds. And, and like I said, it really allows the product to penetrate and it really just helps all that microcirculatory action happen in, under the skin. Perfect. Is that, did that answer the question? That answers it. Oh, thank okay, you good. so much. Well, April, thank you so much for coming on the thank podcast. You. This was so much fun chatting with you and can't wait to see what you have up your sleeve. Thank you. Back at you, by the way. <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks so much for joining me on Live Purely with Elizabeth. I hope you feel inspired to thrive on your wellness journey. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review. You can follow us on Instagram at purely underscore Elizabeth to catch up on all the latest. See you next Wednesday on the podcast.